our fourth post ever on TikTok mm -hmm. hit 80 million views. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Oh, Arv, I never got your TikTok. I got you. Wait, what? What? That's some serious Insane. numbers. With 500 followers. We had 500 followers. Let that sink in, right? Yeah. You can't do that on Instagram. I'm Tom Ward, and over the last couple years, I've had the chance to sit down with some of the biggest celebrities and influencers in the world. What I've always found most fascinating is the stories of the businesses that they've built behind the scenes. On this show, you'll get an inside look of what it takes to build a successful business from some of the biggest celebrities, business people, and up-and-coming entrepreneurs in the world. This is The Tom Ward Show. Hey guys, welcome to the Tom Ward Show where we talk to the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. Make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications. We do this every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Sit down with the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. And I have one right in front of me, Jason Alvarez Cohen, which... It's a tough I, one. It, we got it. It was not very smooth, but we got the name we out. We got there. Founder of Popple, also thir Forbes 30 under 30, which is a very big deal. Um, first things first, what is Popple? Popple at its core is a digital business card platform. So what does that mean? You're well familiar with paper business cards. Oh, right? yeah. They've been around for years. We have taken that concept and made it digital. So if I meet you, let's say I meet you at a bar or at a networking event, et cetera, I can tap or scan my information to your phone. It loads in your browser and you can save me as a contact instantly. Wait, even if I don't have the Popple Correct. thing? That's the beauty. You don't need anything in order for me to connect with you. Let me see. You've got a phone. You're the Popple founder. I'm sure you got one. Yeah. So here are some examples. Two on the back of my phone here. This one's an adhesive. This one's a MagSafe device. This is a wearable on your wrist. We have cards that go in your wallet. We have keychains. <laughs> Yes. Do you have a keychain too? Uh, not with me. Okay, not I think with you have enough. Here's, here's one on my shirt. You gotta. <laughs> smart clothing. And uh, so they all work the same way. Okay. They use NFC technology and you can tap these to a phone in order to share information. Oh, okay. So you know how you tap to pay? Yeah. We are tap for contact sharing. And it's funny too. Um, let's start this now. Talk about pivoting. So I read your story and so your market's millennials, right? So to me, or... Well, you it started off me. It started out that way, yeah, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But so I go, okay, if that's my market, that's an easy way. You're at a party, you meet a girl, you just exchange social media information, right? right. That's kind of the first application I see for it. Is yes. that how it started? So my co-founder and I, Nick, we finished UCLA mm -hmm. and we came across this technology in the Hollywood Hills. And I was fascinated What do you mean? By how? It. So we came across it in a different use case. Okay. Yeah. It was, we tapped a, a device and it shared information. Right. But it was more like a menu. Okay. Right. But the key was that I was able to get that information without me needing an app. And that was what was mind blowing to me because I, I was a software engineer. Mm -hmm. I had finished UCLA computer science and I thought I knew everything there is to know about these devices. Mm -hmm. And there I am at this event tapping something and having it send data to my phone without me needing an app. And that was like an eye opening experience. Wow. But you know, we were still young. So the first thought there was like, wait a second, let's turn this around and use it for sharing my Instagram okay. or sharing my phone number. And we were thinking very Gen Z, yeah. very like, this could be used for dating. This could be used for like just social situations. Mm -hmm. And little did we know that now today we are a very professional and business focused product. So when did you realize professionals are the way to go. Yes. How did you, was it data or feedback or how did you, how'd you make the pivot? All the above. But the biggest one was going through Y Combinator. Okay. And being taught over and over, dare, dare I say, every single day being reminded to talk to your users. So that's what we started doing. 
True in any business. Yes. But it seems simple, but a lot of companies don't do it. Or at least they do it to some small extent, but they don't do it enough. No, you know what they do? They launch the product first and then sometimes ask or go, wait, why are they not buying this? And they try to figure it out in their own little world without going to the customer who's actually buying and has opinions. You just hit on a huge issue that a lot of companies do. They're their own, they think they're their own customer. So they're building it for themselves. They haven't released it yet, building it for themselves. And they're like, here you go. Turns out it doesn't fit what they're trying to target. Yep. I've worked for companies like that. Oh yeah. Build the product first. And yep. well, there's, of course people will buy it. It's great. Why wouldn't they? Right. But, I would buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but okay, <laughs> but are you your target market? Yeah. So you listen to the customers and yes. you find out they were sharing like LinkedIn and stuff or what? So we started studying our users and especially our most engaged users. Okay. Right? Who are the ones who are really loving Popple and using it week after week? Turns out the ones that were using it consistently were using it for business. How, like LinkedIn, info, like what do you, sure. like, what else? Well, so Just their phone numbers as a, and email? As a, let's say like I'm a real estate agent. Okay. Right? And so this is a tool that makes their life better. It makes them able to close more deals, uh, get the information into their uh, client's phone faster, being able to stay more on top of mind. And that was key to them and it was something that they needed. Whereas the Gen Z sharing my social media, that's cool, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that they needed. Sure. So the need was from the professionals. They could easily go, what's your Snapchat or whatever? Exactly. Yeah, it's not that so, hard. You know, it's, it's a cool and it's solving like a, a kind of a faster to connect issue, mm-hmm. but it's not a real problem. And that's where we struck a chord with professionals. It's funny too, because I'm older and I come from a generation of paper cards. And then I got to the point in my thirties and I was one of the younger guys on the team where they sent me a box of cards and I go, for what? What am I going to use this for? You know, I just give them my social handles or my email address or plug in my phone number. Exactly. Like, it's a disconnect. Yeah, what do, I don't need this. But for a certain generation, it was, of course, you use business cards. Right. Is it hard or is that is that pretty much over in the marketplace you're finding? No, it is far it's from still over. A thing? There are billions spent on business cards every year. Which is, which is insane. Is right? there certain industries more than another? Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, industries that go to a lot of conferences, Trade do a lot of in-person stuff. marketing, mm-hmm. uh, that is where you're going to see more business card purchases. Okay. Yes. How do you get the message out that you've got a product and it's cool and these people should use it without social media? So it's a great question. And I would say that growing on social media isn't fully dead yet. Right. With, no, the, with the rise of TikTok. TikTok's a lot easier. Exactly. Yeah. So TikTok allows you to have zero followers and still hit millions. Yep. And so there's something to be said about that. That's it's true. Very powerful. If you wanted to attempt to get more eyes on your brand without social media, what I would turn to is word of mouth. Okay. Word of mouth is still extremely powerful in our day and age. Yep. And the reason why it's so powerful is because uh, better than an influencer posting and better than uh, seeing an ad or just kind of seeing something in the wild is your friend telling you that they like it. That means that so, so much more than an ad on Instagram. Exactly. Or an ad anywhere. Yep. So if you have the clothing brand and you want to grow and you have an engaged, let's say it's just a hundred people. Okay. Right? Take those a hundred and figure out how to make them salespeople for you. Now that brings them to my point, uh, sir, your ambassador program, which yes. is wildly successful. I may have the number wrong, but you have like 35,000 people in this program. So you did exactly what you're talking about, right? You turn those people into salespeople, basically. We kept getting feedback. Hey, I love this. I want to like get rewarded Mm -hmm. for showing this to my friends. Yeah. Right. And so naturally we're just like, all right, let's build an ambassador program. So now ambassadors can use our product, 
And then when someone purchases from them, they get 25% commission and the person gets 20% off. So it's a win-win. Oh, very yeah. nice. Well, you know, and we're, we're talking pivoting before if we go back again. So there's another good lesson in this too, right? So you meet your buddy in college, you're in a frat, you're working out together, you've got a bond, you say, one day we should form a company, right? Yes. But then you kind of go you're after college. I think you were working for Boeing at the time, yeah. right? I was at Boeing for eight months. And it's funny, I was thinking about you and I go, okay, you're working at Boeing. That seems boring as f <laughs> I guess maybe if you're an engineer, it's a cool thing to do. I enjoyed it. Did you I, enjoy I, it? I wouldn't put it down. I, I enjoyed it because you're working with very smart people. Very smart people. And you're working on huge things. Yes. I was on the satellite team. So okay. we were working on the software for satellites. Oh, okay. So it was very interesting. So don't, uh, I should rephrase that, right? <laughs> I'm not putting down Boeing or anyone that works there. I guess what I'm saying is, so I see you doing that, but you've also got all these side hustle kind of things going on. Yes. For you, a very clear career path in that industry is you go to a good engineering school, you get a job at a place like Boeing, you die, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you get your pension, you're there you for get your years. Pension, you get, yeah. you know, you live out a good, happy life, right? Yeah. Steady, you're not going to get fired unless you do something crazy, right? Exactly. Did you, were you kind of fighting that lifestyle by doing all these side hustle things, you think? So it's a great question. And I think early on, I think it came from Kobe Bryant. What? How? I know. It's kind of random. But in high school, I uh, started to look up to Kobe Bryant and just kind of how determined he was to work hard. And from that, I came up with a concept for my life where I wanted to live an extraordinary life. Whether that be in this way, in this way, or this way, I wanted it to be unique, right? And so I had known about the whole nine to five situation, right? And I had known that that was something early on that I didn't want to do, right? So when I started at Boeing, I knew it was like something that I was experimenting with just mm -hmm. to kind of see how I'd like it. And, but it was just kind of a temporary thing until I found something that I could do that was more extraordinary. And so that's why I had all these side hustles, right? Cause I was trying to see, you know, are these going to turn into something I can make full time? Is mm -hmm. this something? And so I was doing, I was, you know, learning good things at Boeing and doing these side hustles. And it actually was a little bit of luck right? Coming across the technology that Papa now uses. Mm -hmm. right? I didn't expect to come across that at this party in the Hollywood Hills, mm -hmm. but I, it just came across. Now, social media, if we stay on that, you guys have used that very effectively, yes. especially, you know, we're kind of down on, t on Instagram a little bit, but TikTok, a lot of growth happening there. And that's one of the few platforms that you really can blow up overnight. Now, how did you talk about blowing up overnight on TikTok? Yeah. So TikTok's a fun one. The, and what I love about it is that it's not saturated yet. And especially the time 2020, you know, people are still discovering it. Oh, yeah. And so our fourth post ever on TikTok mm -hmm. hit 80 million views. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Oh, Arv, I never got your TikTok. I got you. Wait, what? What? That's some serious Insane. numbers. With 500 followers. We had 500 followers. Let that sink in, right? Yeah. You can't do that on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, you oh. need followers in order to get to that level. Of course. Yeah. And even your followers aren't going to see it necessarily. It's true. <laughs> you know? It's true. Some may, but most won't. 10%, I think, is what the... That's crazy. Even if it does well, they show it to 10%. Yeah. yeah. Now, was this the video I read that you, you filmed in 14 minutes? Yep. 14 minutes. So pretty good ROI, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> so. Maybe the best 14 minutes of, of ROI in my career. So but, what um, was the video? Yeah. So we 
we had an idea, right? Because we had posted three videos before that. The first one that did sort of well, 20K. Okay. Uh, we went to an Apple store and we took Popple and we just tapped every iPhone in the row just to show that you could share without them needing an app, right? So we would go down the row in the Apple store, tap, open, tap, open, and we would show this. And that did, you know, 20K. So it was like, okay, here we go. We're getting some traction with yeah. zero followers. And so we learned that that tapping to share was like a viral concept. And people would stop and, and look at that because it's like no one had seen it before. Mm -hmm. We People would watch the video. They would go to our account. And then from there, we put our Instagram. You know how you can link your Instagram yeah, yeah. and your TikTok? So we put that in there. And then we put in our bio, follow us on Instagram for a discount. In doing that, we converted all this traffic on TikTok to also Instagram growth. So we're just growing double platform. Just like all these viewers going to Instagram, buying. Now... And so it was like for a you, double. For you watching this, maybe you don't understand. It is impossible yeah. to get somebody from one platform to the other because I won't go. If I'm on TikTok and then I'm in TikTok mode on the couch, right. watching basketball, scrolling away, cool, good posts, good technology, let me follow them. I'm not going over to Instagram. That's fair. I want to scroll for another hour. Right. So that's pretty impressive you Incentive. could pull that off. Because if you were going to buy it mm -hmm. and you're like, you know what? I could use a 20% off. Of course. That'll bring you over. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's that's kind of the best we have. It's like, here's how many views we had. Shopify showed us this. That's kind of the one-to-one -one percentage. So how do you follow that up? What's the? We, this wasn't a grand marketing plan, I'm guessing, at the time. It, no, I guess it was, the thought process was like, we were planning on doing Instagram because obviously, you know, my background in Instagram. Of course. The, the thought process is like, why not try TikTok? Yeah. yeah throw it's a, a couple videos up, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And so we ended up just spending all of our time on TikTok, having the Instagram there as like a nice, like, okay, people are also hitting that with the incentive mm -hmm. and then people are buying. Now I got to ask as a guy, when I look at the TikTok account versus the Instagram account, very different. We see a lot of attractive yes. young women <laughs> on TikTok yep. and we see very PG, more product kind of shots on Instagram. Yes. Is that by design? So it's, you're looking at an older version of Pobble versus a newer version. Oh, okay. And so TikTok, you know, back in the day, that was our acquisition strategy. Okay. We were, we were focused on certain types of videos that would get eyeballs and get us sure. more customers. Mm -hmm. Right. And with no advertising budget, we had to get scrappy. Mm -hmm. Right. But that is a time where we were focused on that Gen Z market. And okay. now that we're much more professional, uh, we still post on Instagram and mm -hmm. that's still a good channel for us. Yeah. Whereas TikTok is a little bit more less of a focus. Okay. And so you're seeing kind of an older popple versus a newer one that's more upkept. And so that's why you're seeing a more professional Instagram. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. who's your who's your demo now? Who's your customer? Who's your avatar as they it say is, in marketing? Yeah, right. It is, I'd say, you know, like 22 and up. So 22 to 45 entrepreneurs, professionals. Uh, tech savvy, not. obviously. Tech savvy. It, it helps. Yeah. yeah. A lot of enterprise, a lot of uh, bigger companies that are looking to just replace their paper business cards at scale, uh, especially our team's product. Mm -hmm. So that's who we're looking at now. So what's the sales strategy? We were talking before, I'm a huge, if you've watched this, I'm a huge Phoenix Suns fan. I saw your Phoenix Suns partnership, yep. I comment, I was very impressed. Now, is there a sales strategy for those people? What does the sales group look like internally? Yeah, it's a great question. So right now we are, we have a ton of inbound. Okay. And the reason for that is because Popple has natural virality to it. So? If I have Popple and you don't, okay, and I meet you at a at a conference, yeah, and I want to use Popple to connect with you, mm -hmm. which I do. When I show you Popple to connect with you, you are immediately thinking, "Wait a second, what is that?" And now you're curious, of course, right? And 
the success that we have in connecting has you thinking, I could probably use that for my business. I can use that for my coworkers, my company, et cetera. And it's kind of FOMO. It's FOMO. Exactly. hundred percent. I feel like I'm behind the times. I'm like, I'm if, I'm my... si- if I'm sitting with you and you do this, I'm like, yep. I'm an old f- imagine, I don't even know about this. Imagine you're I gotta get out your on paper it. paper card. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> and you pull that out. You're like, I don't even know if I, I should give this to you now. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't have any cards exactly. with me. So you feel like you're behind the times. And so- Wow, that's smart. That concept allows us to have, uh, as we grow our users, mm-hmm. more people are learning about it, all this inbound. So the way our sales cycle works for companies like the Phoenix Suns yeah. is we have a ton of AEs. So account executives, mm-hmm. we have six now, and we're just hiring more and more. And so they'll do demos okay. for companies. companies. They figure, they focus on big companies. Yes. Okay. Yep. Demos are only for 20 and up members. Okay. So 20 members and up. If you're smaller, it's a self-serve. Okay. So AEs will do a demo. And then uh, once that demo happens, usually we have a close. Okay. Yeah. With bigger companies like the Suns, it's a little bit more back and forth, mm-hmm. learning about the concept, the value, how's the onboarding, um, how am I going to get my team engaged? Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually, you know, once a demo happens and they understand the concept, it's a close from there. It's funny. I interviewed Mike Cesario. He um, founded Liquid Death. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the water company. Mm-hmm. Very cool. A great marketing guy. Yes. But he was saying kind of a similar thing was, um, and you had this lesson. I forget how you worded it, but basically he said, just go put something out there. Yes. But even if you don't have a product, you can still put it out there. And I'm, when yeah. he said that, I'm like, maybe I'm slow, but what are you talking about? Of course yeah. you have to have a product first. He goes, no. He goes, you come up with some kind of mock-up of a can. It does, yep. It's not expensive. Yep. And you run a couple Facebook ads. Yes. Are people well in, said. Are people into it? Yeah. No. It costs you 10 bucks to figure that out. Instead of doing a whole product run, finding suppliers, investing all this money yes. to find out the same thing. Very well said by him. This is actually part of our core values. Okay. Launch and iterate. Yep. I love that. Yep. Talk about that. So a lot of entrepreneurs will make the mistake of, I'm only going to launch this when it's perfect. And we talked about this a little pre-interview Yeah. where it's like, I, I need this to be perfect. And I'm I'm just like shaping it here and here. And it's like, you haven't even asked the customer what they want yet. You don't even know what they want. And you're just building it for yourself. You're like, oh, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. Yep. And by the time that you spend too much time perfecting it, a lot of times you're too late. Mm-hmm. And we stumbled upon, because no one had taught Nick and I this at this point, but we just, I guess, got a little lucky with it. But yeah. we, we launched and iterate perfectly. Our first product, was a red and a blue sticker. Now I read they that. They were crazy. <laughs> and we were Ripple. So that was yeah. our company at the time, right? Okay. We launched with a red and a blue. A, a kind of ugly red and blue. I mean, we like the colors. Yeah. But like we launched with those and like Ripple and there was like a at Ripple Co as well. And to be honest, they did not look that good. Okay. Yeah. People didn't like them. Well, people, but see, here's the thing. Some people bought. Okay. But um, because we launched and iterated after, we launched and then we started getting feedback first one was like, you know, maybe this shouldn't be a sticker. It should be higher quality. Obviously makes sense. Mm-hmm. Second one was like, do you guys have a white and a black? Huh? And we were like, okay, interesting. We kept getting white and black. Do you guys have a white and a black? Mm-hmm. And bring us to today, black products, 98%. Wow. Yes. Everything else, blue, everything you, else. You don't get requests. We don't even have a red and blue anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, but that was a great kind of smaller example of like, we launched with the red and blue. We got the feedback. That you should have a white and a black. We quickly we iterated, and then another thing too. You, so you met your third founder, yes. who goes, 
Ripple's a terrible name. Yes. It's funny, when you say Ripple, I don't know if it's still a thing, but that was a, like a wino wine. Boon, uh, yeah. Ripple was like something like bum strength. Yep. So when I hear that, that's what I think. This is the cryptocurrency too, which was is the that biggest what, one. Was that yeah. the biggest one that made them? XRP, which is you yep. know, a huge cryptocurrency and it's like terrible for SEO. Yep. Also, how do you spell Ripple? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that with Popple too. Sure. But, but the point is no one owned Popple. Okay. And we were able to get that four letter domain. So that was a huge win. So talk about funding. So we're doing this whole thing. We're rolling around. People always want to know. Startup people, entrepreneurs, got a great idea. We're starting to sell a little bit. I got no money. My family doesn't have money. My friends don't have money. So right. there goes the friends and family yes. round right there. And you can't count on that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times your friends and family will not believe in you. No, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Even funny. Even reason to keep going. Do you know the company called Boys Lie? You might not know uh -huh. them. But they're two girls who founded, um, <laughs> they had bad breakups and... Uh, at the same time, and their motto was boys lie. So they came up with this whole brand about boys lie. I like that. But they were saying the same thing that you've got to be your own cheerleader because yes. trust me, in the beginning, the people you think who would be on your side or who yeah. would support you don't. It's like this is not how things, this is not how people do things. No. Just stay, Go stay, stay with your Boeing. Path. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Are you crazy? You want to leave Boeing? Nobody A leaves. A lot of people told me that. Of course. Yeah. You know? So what do you do? So, Friends and family don't have any money. Right. Now what do you do? Yeah, that's fair. So that's another great reason to join an accelerator like YC, Techstars, et cetera, mm -hmm. is they are able to accelerate that process of funding. Okay. Right. And so YC had what's called Demo Day. And for us, it was virtual because this was 2020 mm -hmm. or 2021, I guess. So what Demo Day is, is you hop on a pitch. For us, we had 60 seconds and you pitch your company to thousands of investors. Okay. Yeah. And so you just, we went through the whole batch. YC has a bunch of companies in each batch. Mm -hmm. Every company goes through 60 seconds. You pitch why investors should be interested. Wow. And then uh, if an investor is interested from the Zoom call, they have immediate one click button to set up a meeting. Okay. Yeah. So I gave this pitch. It's on my Instagram. It's, it was really exciting. We are Popple. Thank you. Because the whole team was like behind the screen. I was like on the Zoom. Everyone was like on the screen, like <laughs> recording me. So I give the pitch. Is it pretty intimidating? It was It was intense. Yeah. I mean, it's 2,000 investors all over Silicon Valley. It's, sure. Yeah. And this could make or break you. If exactly. no one sets up a meeting, that's bad. That's true. You're going to be okay even if that happens. But yes. Okay. So I, I give the pitch and we get a bunch of interest. And then that sets up meetings over the next two weeks. And so we were able to close our seed round in just a week and a half because of that meeting. Wow. Yes. So you definitely recommend that. Another huge value of YC. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, they only bring in companies that have the potential to hit a billion dollars. Okay. And so they're already giving you kind of that check of approval. Mm -hmm. And so when you present traction on demo day, you have a good chance of getting good interest. That is a huge check because some great companies have come out of there. Yes. Um, the other good check is to have Forbes 30 under 30. That's I it. mean, nothing wrong with that. That's <laughs> true. It's a good thing to have in your bio if you can get it. So how did that come about? Yeah. So for us, we had our PR team apply for us. And I think this was during COVID. Mm -hmm. We we got it in 2021. So it was like, you know, COVID is not even been a year old yet. Mm -hmm. And contactless solutions was oh, very yeah. popular. Sure. Yeah. Safe. Exactly. And so we had just launched Popple uh, recently. Oh, that makes sense. Relatively. And so they saw our solution. They're like the big potential here. Mm -hmm. And so we had our second interview with for Forbes. Uh, did that, did that well with my co-founder, Nick, you know, tried to be eclectic and, mm -hmm. and charismatic guys. 
And sure enough, they, they really liked what we're doing. I saw potential there. Does that do anything for your business at all? Or that's more of a personal it's branding more, thing? It's more on the personal side. Yeah. But it can help with like getting you into some doors on the business side. Oh, okay. When you're talking to big companies, you go, oh, exactly. they look you up. Hey, these kids know what they're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So where can we get Popple? Tell, you know, talk a little bit about the yep. product and what you have coming up. And So first off, what's happened? download our app for free. Okay. Anyone can right now. Uh, you can start sharing immediately with your QR code. Very easy, very simple to switch over, especially if you're using paper. If you want to tap to share, then you need to buy one of our products. Those are available at papa.co, Amazon, Target.com, Walmart.com. We're actually going to be in Walmart in stores next year as well. So you can stop by there. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all the locations. Nice. Is that enough for you? That's enough, man. What else? Well, thank you, brother. That was good stuff. Thanks, Tom. Guys, thank you so much for watching. And make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. We do interviews every Tuesday at 10 a.m. with the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. And check out my website, TomWard.com, for more additional content. And we do two blog posts a month with lessons learned from all of these great entrepreneurs. So thanks for watching, guys. Thank you.